0: Hello, and welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are a faith-filled, family-focused church located in Lakeville, Minnesota. In a moment, you will hear a sermon from one of our pastors. We hope that you enjoy and grow closer to God through these messages. And now for a message from our 50-plus pastor, Dan Olson.
1: Could you tell which one was the youth pastor? <laughs> Believe it or not, he's a gift from God. <laughs> Talking about gifts this morning, he's a gift from God. You, that youth group has just exploded. They got like 160 up there on a Wednesday night now. It's just really fun to, to watch. The other one was Josiah, he was the extra one sitting over here playing the box. We had a a mother and daughter up here this morning. We had a husband and wife, and then the extra one, Josiah, was sitting over here on the box. (laughs) Appreciate these guys so much. There's uh, Just to let you know, uh, Christmas uh, for seniors, 50-plus, is coming up just a, a week from this coming Thursday night. And if you would like to sign up for that this morning uh, without going online, you can do so this morning at the uh, welcome station out there. My wife, Pamela, will be there. I want to read for you. Please stand with me as we do. Stand with me as we read from First Peter chapter 4, and I'm going to, I think only verse 10 is up there, but we're, I hope it's up there, but we're going to read verse 9 as well. It says, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Heavenly Father, so excited about today. So excited about our local partners, the extension they are of this church body. Lord, we have all been given gifts. We challenge ourselves this morning to examine what are the gifts that you have given to us because every one of us has at least one gift that you've given to us and we want to know what that is and we want to use it to help build your kingdom as these local partner folks have all done with the gifts given to them so bless this day and the testimonies that will be shared all of it may bring glory and honor to you in jesus name we pray amen you may be seated I've I added verse 9, because in there, verse 9 is, uses the word hospitable, or the word hospitality. It made me think of my mom, who had the ability to, to do that, to be hospitable, hospitality. And she never wanted to see a guest come to church without offering to take them home for a meal. It's like Andy Griffith type of thing. Hey, come on over. Happy won't care. you know, And, and so she would invite them to come for a meal. If it was a Sunday night, there probably wasn't a meal ready for them, but she would bring out the box of crackers, saltines with butter on them, slice up some cheese, and that was, that was the treat that we would have in the Olson household in the parsonage on that night. Hospitality, such a great gift, and it's one that has been given to us by God. Not everybody has every gift. Not everybody is hospitable. Some should not invite people over because they don't do so well. Doing that, somebody made this really fun little statement. It says, some folks make you feel at home. Others make you wish you were home. So not everybody has that gift. But our friend Jack, He's got the gift to cook, and uh, some of you don't, but he does. If Jack invites you over for a meal, take advantage of that. Come and let him serve you a meal, and uh, he does so well at that. So we all have different gifts. This is a fun little story. It talks about an out-of-towner drove his car into a ditch in a very desolate area. But luckily, a local farmer came to help with his big, strong horse named... Buddy. He hitched Buddy up to the car and he yelled pull Nelly pull Buddy didn't move. Then the farmer hollered pull buster pull but he didn't respond. Once more the farmer commanded pull buster, pull and the horse easily dragged the car out of the ditch. The motorist was most appreciative. And very curious, and he asked the farmer why he called his horse by the wrong name those two other times. The farmer said, well, Buddy is blind, and if he thought he was, only, was the only one pulling, he wouldn't even try. <laughs> Better together. We all work together for what God has given us, the task that he's given us to do. So I break this message down, a quick message, and we have our local partners here today. They're each going to take about a minute and a half, two minutes, to share what their ministry is all about. And then you can meet them at their tables afterwards and uh, talk more about that. But the first thing to look at this morning is the value of teamwork. The value of teamwork. Spiritual gifts from God are evidence that he is at work in our lives. In other words, there needs to be an evidence that you have been given, you're a follower of God, he's given you these gifts, and when you use them, it's evidence to the rest of us that you are, in fact, a child of God, a follower of God. If there is no evidence, then the question must be asked, is this individual truly a child of God? Are they allowing God to transform their lives to become everything that he intended for them to be. These gifts are intended to build up the various members of the church. They're not to be used selfishly, but they are to be shared freely with others. We have some amazing uh, people with incredible gifts within our church body here, There's a couple that work on, they have just a special knowledge about cars and vehicles, how to put them back together if you mess them up. And I drive, I drive a 20-year-old pickup. And I can do so because there are a couple guys that said, hey, if you've got a problem, let me know, and I'll try to help. And they've done that. And so I, I'm a very, very appreciative of them. As you look around the The church—you've probably noticed over the last year or two a lot of different painting that took place, even in this room with these—the painting that's in here. Well, there's a young man who's on staff with us who who does that. His name is Corey, and uh, he's he's just got such a special talent with painting. Corey, the thing that amazes me—he doesn't believe in tape. Everything is freehand, just. And he's so quick and smooth with that. So that's a gift that God has given to him. Now he's starting his own business. And uh, if you're looking for a painter, he's the guy to go with. After church this morning, after this second service, we are going to transform the church to Christmas. We're going to set up, I don't know, 20, 30 Christmas trees, whatever Dana has lined up for us. And we'll take on that uh, special Christmas feel around here. Well, Dana... Our daughter, Dana, Pastor Derek's wife, has a gift for seeing things and understanding what looks good and what goes well together. And she went to the University of Minnesota, got her fashion merchandising experience there, then worked for Nordstrom at headquarters out in Seattle. And she takes those gifts, and she organizes and, and decorates the things around here. I don't have that gift. She does. She got it more from her mother than her father. My wife has the ability, we've been married 47 years I think and she has learned over that time and she's the only one that I know that can do this she can take all of my notes that I write down on paper longhand, you know, cursive and she can translate them and she writes and she prints out my notes for a message she's amazing that she can take that little scribble that I put down, and she knows what I'm going to say, and she puts it down on paper. Pastor David, who's got the office next to me, I'll give him a note of something I need, and he say, "Would you give that to Pamela? Let her put it in typing for me, so I can get it." Because Pastor David cannot <laughs> read cursive, and he certainly can't read cursive that I have written down. So I commend my wife for that ability. We're all given different gifts, and we must use them as God intended them to be used. Now, Super Bowl's coming up in just a a couple weeks, about a month or so. How sad would it be if you went to a Super Bowl party, and and where the food is gathered, you know, that you're going to eat from for the next two or three hours? All there were were veggie trays. There are not, not even any dips just veggie trays. I mean, just shoot me now. It's not a Super Bowl party, right? Somebody has got to bring chips. Somebody's got to bring nachos. Somebody has to bring chicken wings. Somebody has to bring some kind of a barbecue or something like that. Somebody's got to bring desserts. All those things, when added together, make a very good Super Bowl party but if it's only veggie dips veggies you know it's not good so i I think the same thing applies to the church not that you're a bunch of veggies out there but you have different gifts that god's given to you let's put them all together and create what he wants the church to look like the spirit the holy spirit gives us 20 different gifts And he disperses them out, out to the family of God, his church. So we need people who can preach and teach. Pastor Derek, I'm pointing to a chair that's empty. Pastor Derek is is one of the best. You know, he's very sought after to come and, and share the word of God with other groups. We get him here, you know, on a regular basis as our pastor. So we thank him for that. We need people who are good in leadership roles. We have board members, and we have leaders of various groups. They are given to us by God. They do what they can do so well. We need people who can sing and play instruments. I saw this morning how special that was to have those folks sharing with us. But we also need people who can change babies' diapers, who can rock a baby, who can feed a baby. We need people who can cook a meal and those who can wash dishes and those who can mow a yard. We need a Dan Erickson out there mowing for us, you know, those kind of things. So we need all of those pieces put together. In the adult human body, there are 206 bones. They all have a very unique purpose. They must do what they're created to do. There are 78 organs in the human body. I'm not talking like keyboard organ thing like that. Organs, heart, different things. Trivia question, what's the biggest organ in the body? Skin. And it's been frightening to me at age 67 how much of an extra gift God has given to me because I'm looking in the mirror on a, on a morning, I'm getting ready to, to come here to the office, and I'm going, Where did that come from? And I see this stuff, you know, that's just it's grouping up there, and I'm going, Seriously? I didn't have that two years ago. I lost weight, but the skin stayed. It's weird. But we have these organs, and all of them must uh, do what they're supposed to do. They have a unique purpose. When one organ fails to do its job, the whole body suffers. They must all do what they were designed to do, and if not, then we end up in the hospital. I've been hospitalized for just a few things, and, and the first time was simply because my back went out. I've had three epidurals in my back over the years because I have a bad back. And that time that it happened, Pamela came into the living room or to the bedroom and I was just laying on the, the bed and I was just crying. <laughs> I said, I can't find one position that I feel good in because I had reached down and picked up a sock. And when I did that, that's all it took. And uh, off to the hospital I went to spend a night, epidural number one. So we need those organs and bones to do what they are supposed to be doing. In the New Testament, in Romans, in 1 Peter, Corinthians, we have a list there of these gifts that God has given to us. I'm going to read them just quickly. Apostleship, prophecy, evangelism, pastoring, teaching, serving, exhortation, giving, leadership, compassion, healing, miracles, tongues, interpretation, wisdom, knowledge, faith, discernment, helps, hospitality even, uh, administration. We are encouraged to use those gifts that we have received from God to minister to others. I have recently, I, when I get bored or I get nervous watching a Vikings game, I'll go, and that happens a lot. I will start doing laundry. If I run out of laundry, I'll find a room that needs organizing. And so I'll go into my basement, my kind of work areas and things down there, and I'll find a room that's been neglected for a while, and I'll organize it. Just a couple weeks ago, I was organizing, and I was pulling stuff out of one of the little cupboards there. And I found a couple gifts that had been given to me, Christmas gifts. They're things I signed up for them. You know, we, we put our list on Amazon or whatever, you can get those gifts. And I found these things, but I put them up there, and I forgot about them. They're great gifts, and I pulled since pulled them out, and I'm using them now. But I've forgotten all about them. And I think that within the church like this, There are a lot of you who have gifts you don't even know that you have. They've been given to you by God, but you've set them aside and you haven't fully utilized them. Maybe it's a gift, some of the things that we've just mentioned here this morning. God is so anxious for you to take that gift that he's given to you and to use it the way that it was intended to be used. I don't believe that anyone here this morning has all 20 of these gifts. Some have more than others. But not all 20. But I do believe that every one of you, no matter who you are, you have at least one of those gifts that God wants to use in you. Everyone has a talent or a gift given to them from God that can be used to serve others. The value of teamwork. Number two, when we all Pull together. It's a children's church chorus that we used to sing a lot. Uh, when we all pull together, how happy we'll be you know, when we clap our hands and things. When the church is truly being the church, and when we use all those gifts together, we will be the eyes, the ears, the hands, and the feet of Jesus Christ. God will use us to help and to minister to his creation and to those within the church and those outside the church as well. John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, it says this, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. They will know we are Christians by our love. Two things I want to highlight out of that, two verses. First is this. Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. So we know the Ten Commandments well. But he's saying this is something beyond all those. This is something different from those. So we're familiar with thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, bear false witness, Thou shalt not covet, thou shalt not commit adultery. If you love like this, however, that John is talking to us about, to love like Jesus, that one command, that new commandment, automatically covers over all of those things. If you love like Jesus, you will not be lying. You will not be coveting. You will not be bearing false witness. It covers all of those things automatically. And when the world, the world outside of this church, when the world sees that kind of love in action, they will know that we are Christ's disciples. In a very real sense, we are a walking and living advertisement for Jesus Christ every day. Like it or not, once you let the world know that you're a follower of Christ, they're going to be watching you. They're going to watch you very closely. They did me when I was in high school. I'm telling you what, they watched this kid who claimed to be a Christian, but also claimed, you know, was the pastor's son. And so they wanted me to slip up someplace. And they were watching carefully about that kind of thing. So they're going to be watching you. When I watch TV... There are advertisements that are very good and advertisements that are poor, poorly done. If it's a poorly done one, it's probably, oftentimes it's a, it's a kind of a local contractor, local business and they say, I'm gonna pay for this so I'm gonna be on TV myself. And you watch it and you go, my goodness, there's no way I want anything to do with that product because that advertisement is so bad all right, But then people watch the Super Bowl just for the advertisements. Not all of us, but many just want to see the advertisements. So if you put a Clydesdale up there, people are all in on the big horses. People are all in on frogs with long tongues. They love that, that kind of stuff. They, uh, they love babies that talk. Those are good advertisements, and it makes people interested in the product. At least they'll be talking about it the next day in a good way. Too often, the church sends out a terrible message about who Jesus is. Churches can't even get along with each other. Church body members can't get along with each other within the church that they belong to. And when somebody from outside the, in the world comes in and sees that, they going, why would I want to give my life to Jesus Christ if that's what it's going to look like? If you're going to turn me into that, I want nothing to do with it. That's a, it's a sad reality, but it happens a lot. And we turn so many people away by just how we've acted in a poor way. We don't represent Christ But when we can love like Jesus loves, with the help of others, then they will know that we are Christians by our love, and they will see that amazing kind of love, and that will draw them to Jesus Christ. We can do better, and we must do better. Second part of it is this, this kind of love in our life is not automatic. It doesn't just happen when we accept Christ's forgiveness. So you, if you'd come down to the altar this morning, give your heart to Jesus, suddenly you're not going to have all of these abilities, this kind of love. It's something that grows and it matures in us, it develops in us the closer we get to him. I used to use this in my illustrating with, with couples when they're getting married. And so if you take a triangle... A triangle, and you put the husband to be over here and the wife to be over here, and then you put Christ up in the middle. When they get to be more like Christ, then they love each other more, okay? They get closer to, each, to God. They get closer to each other. The closer you become to God, the more Christ-like you become. I love him more today than I did 62 years ago. I accepted him at age five in my heart, my life. And I love him more today than I did then. Pam and I have been married since 1976. And I love her more today and appreciate her more today than I did back then. We all have a very long way to go to see the kind of love, that kind of love fully realized in our lives. And I'm not sure any one of us could say that I have supreme love today just like Jesus had striving for that we want to be like that but I don't know that anybody has that kind of love yet it's still progressing it's growing so back to something I mentioned just a little bit earlier did you know that the baby when it is born has 300 bones I mentioned the word 200 number 206 so now as an adult, you have 206, but when you are born, you have 300 because some of those bones will grow together and make one longer bone or one stronger bone. You've you got bones. I remember Pam always warning me about the kids having soft heads. You know, don't push down too much because they've got soft heads. The bones haven't grown together, you know, form the full skull and, and arm bones and leg bones and all these kind of things. As he gets older, then, these bones grow together. And the bones don't stop growing until about age 25. So if you're younger than that, you're still probably growing. If you're over 25, that's it. And pretty soon you're going to start going downhill. <laughs> so these bones are fused together, leaving the adult with 206. As the church grows and matures... Some of its functions will fuse and grow together, leaving a complete body of Christ to do the work of Christ. So that's what this morning with the local partners is really all about, when we all pull together, and we're going to pull together with local partners. Number three, this is what God's love looks like. This is what we want people to see, what God's love really looks like. So, be, this being Local Partners Sunday in this month of missions, when we talk about missions, some are called to go, some are called to stay. If we're here in this room this morning, at least for today, we're called to stay. Some God, I think God is working in your hearts and preparing you to go. And you will go in the next months or, or years. But for right now, we're called to stay. Right here. And um, the South Metro area that we live in needs to know about Jesus the same as any other place in this, this world. God is using Celebration Church to show our neighbors the love of Jesus. We do that in various ways through various helps. We have benevolence that so we help quite a few people out on a weekly basis with things like that. But we work together together with other churches, there are a couple hundred churches right in our area that have a like mind of the message of Jesus Christ. And we share with them to get this accomplished. And there are things that we here at Celebration, the things that we do that we do very, very well. I think our missions program is so good. Um, You got those missions books last week. They're still out there if you want to pick one up. But to show what we're involved with, what missions trips we're going to be doing in the months to come in 2024. Talks about our missionaries that we serve. We do missions very well. The trips that we're going to be taking ourselves. I think our kids, I mentioned Pastor Josh and the youth. It's exploding, you know. Just what they're doing is exceptional. What Pastor Ryan does with our children's ministries, that's, it's phenomenal what takes place back in that back room. We do that very, very well. But we can't do everything, and we can't do everything well. Others have responded to the call of God on their lives and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that has directed them to do the work that they are doing. This last week, I went to see Thelma. She's in her, Thelma uh 98 years old. She's our oldest partner here in the church, here from the beginning. And Thelma broke her hip, and so she's in rehab right now over in Apple Valley. And when I went in to see her, she's always in great spirits, great mood, just so encouraging to see her and spend time with her. But she's lying in there in bed, and she's limited to what she can do. But she's got one of those little extension hands. Some of you probably have one at your house. I have one in my, my, my uh, the bathroom, uh, the laundry area. And I, I'll use it to reach up and grab one of those paper towels that's on the top shelf, you know, that you can't quite get to. So Thelma's got one in her, in her bed there laying next to her, and she can reach over and pull a switch to call the nurse, or she can get a... Kleenex or something that's just a little bit out of reach. And I think local partners is that for us. They're an extension of who this church is. They can do things that we can't do. They have talents and they have a calling to do things that we don't do. And uh, that's exciting to be working with them. What we do specialize in others what we don't specialize in, others do specialize in them. And when we partner with them to make it sure that it all gets done, that's why we do it. And it's here at this local partners level where we can show the world what the love of God looks like. We love and support each other within the Christian community. We love and support these dear folks. But through these ministries, we are then able to let the world know that God really does love them and wants to be there for them. If somebody is in need of something beyond benevolence, I can make contact with them to some of these groups and they can find extra food or even housing. Somebody is pregnant with a child maybe out of wedlock and they're not sure what to do and we can d- direct them to this ministry of Amnion. So these are things that we don't necessarily do ourselves but we have the extension to direct them to be helped by these dear folks. By this, John thirteen thirty-five. by this everyone, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So true absolutely. We are better together. We are better together as we work together to share the love of Jesus Christ. We help each other, we help the church, and we help the Lord with the great commission that He's given to us. So now again, we have these nine ministries that we're going to be calling up and they're going to come up one at a time. We're gonna, Ruth come on up. You guys are going to begin this process, you and Nancy, Ruth. And I'm just going to let them explain exactly what their ministry is. Oh, Tom, you decided to come this time. Oh, you're just helping her up. That's good for you. Good husband. Amnion comes to share with us what they're doing with pregnancy help, and Nancy's a part of our church and does the baby bottles that we collect change in and so many different things throughout the year. So, God bless you ladies, please share with us.
2: Good morning, I'm delighted to be here and to share a little bit about Amnion Pregnancy Center where I work. Um, I did wanna say if you don't know Nancy very well and you don't know her story, come see her at our table after the service and ask her to share her story with you. She is a miracle baby. Our mission statement reads that Amnion Pregnancy Center exists to offer the hope of Jesus Christ to those impacted by an unplanned pregnancy. The women who walk through our doors really do not want to have an abortion, but because of fear and shame or situations in their lives, they feel alone and they feel they have no other choice. But at Amnion, we empower each woman to uh, make a life choice by helping her to just slow down and think through all of her options because she does have options. We share the truth about abortion, the procedures, the side effects. We share about adoption and we share about parenting. We assure her that we are here for her. She is not alone. We follow uh, with them throughout their pregnancy and provide counseling um, for those that need extra help or parenting, education. And we're here for them after the baby comes. Um, That counseling can continue and we um, share material supplies with women in need. We also, uh, when women come through the door, if, if they need a safe place to live, we partner with other ministries to find safe housing, We partner with 360 communities for those who have financial needs, um, things like that. And other than pregnancy tests and ultrasounds um, and the counseling, we also provide abortion pill rescue or it's sometimes called abortion pill reversal. If a woman has taken one of the two abortion pills and calls us, uh, we can provide a hormone treatment and it has a 70% success rate. And we provide post-abortion help women receive healing from a past abortion when they receive the love and forgiveness in the gospel of jesus christ and amnion is here for the dads too we have a fatherhood advocate who uh, helps the dads to be with parenting or other circumstances in their lives amnion is passionate about saving babies lives but we're even more passionate about sharing the gospel, so that the mothers and fathers of these babies will experience the joy of salvation through a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. All of our services are free. We uh, do not receive any state or federal funding. That's because we want to share the gospel. So we are dependent upon partners such as Celebration Church And I wanted to share with you that your Bottles for Life campaign last spring, you raised $4,126. So thank you very much. We couldn't do what we do at Amnion without supporters like you. As of October, we have had 104 life choices that we know of and we're very grateful to god for that all the glory goes to him but what is even more significant for us which is an answer to prayer to have more abortion-minded women walk through our doors is that 41 of those were from what we call at-risk pregnancies these mothers were ready to have an abortion when they walked through our doors god changed their hearts god changed their minds and saved those babies so again thank you so much for your support at celebration
1: nancy you can't come over and just say
3: hi <laughs>
1: <laughs> all of these folks will be at the little tables that they have on the uh, entryway vestibule so make sure you stop and talk to them uh when the service is over the gideons are here and uh so appreciative of you folks and the ministry that you are doing
4: thank you so much on behalf of the Gideons International, I bring you greetings today. The Gideons is an uh, international ministry <clears throat> that is, uh, spans the globe, and yet uh, we take to heart that God's promise in Isaiah 55 that says this, So shall my word go forth out of my mouth. It will not return void. It will accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper to the thing that I send at it. And so we take this by heart. We're all members of our own local churches, and there's 250,000 Gideon auxiliary members around the world that take the word of God and place it in the traffic lanes of life so that people will see the word and come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. That's our sole mission in existence. And last year, we distributed some 56 million copies of God's word around the world. And while uh, 90% of those were placed overseas to places where people were unable to afford scripture, or uh, in hotels, motels, in uh, induction centers, in hospitals, you've seen Gideon Bibles everywhere at at schools, but locally we are very active here as well. Our camp that I belong to is the South Metro Camp, and we have all of Scott County and some of the uh, area around us and we service all the hotels and motels in this area. We distribute uh, scriptures. We've given uh, thousands of scriptures each year at the University of Minnesota. We've given hundreds of Bibles to the vacation Bible uh, schools at churches. We've done a lot of work in in, hosp- in uh, uh, the prisons and jails in this area. I personally was involved with the Be Women's Prison for the last 12 years. And uh, so we've been involved in so many different ways. We've distributed at the, the state fair and also at county fairs. And next year, we're very excited. We are planning in October a, world, a, a metro-wide scripture blitz. And our goal is to distribute 80 to 100,000 scriptures during a, a four, four-day period it we'll be at the University of Minnesota. We'll be at many venues, back into hotels. And so we appreciate uh, the support of this church and other churches. We value very much your partnership. If you want to hear more of the things that we're doing, uh, you come and see me at the back. We've also developed a unique gift for youth to share their faith. And uh, so we'll, we have some copies of that book back there as well. We'd love to give you a copy today. So thanks so much for your partnership. We appreciate it so much.
1: Only heaven will reveal how many lives have been changed by a Bible that somebody found in their hotel room, in a hospital room, that type of thing. I remember when I was working at the University of Stevens Point, as youth pastor in Stevens Point, uh, pastors, your pastor's wife, Dana, age five, taking the Gideon Bibles around. Who's going to turn down a five-year-old cute girl, you know? So, hey, Elaine's going to represent two ministries here for us this morning.
5: Good morning. Um, I volunteer with the Red Cross and I do kind of coordinate three to four blood drives a year here at the church. They love coming here because they use that area and she said we can see daylight many times they're in basements with no lights but really the the issue is collecting one pint of blood can impact 10 to 12 lives so hopefully we'll have another one set up in early february Um, then the other thing i do is i volunteer with operation christmas child and this church this year did 170 shoe boxes. That's our biggest number so far. And the South Area team, which I'm a part of, churches south of the river, did almost 14,000 shoe boxes this year. But um, you'll see this necklace I'm wearing. I had the privilege in April to attend an international conference and we celebrated 30 years of shoeboxes and the 200 millionth shoebox. That shoebox was given to a little girl in war-torn Ukraine by a young lady who received a shoebox as a child in Ukraine. Her and her two brothers were adopted and grew up right here in Minnesota and she had the privilege of handing that shoebox to that little girl. But um, Franklin Graham, every night, came out at the conference, and the story he told this year just really stresses what is amazing about a shoebox. He said, in your hands, it's a box of toys. He said, that's why I say put prayer in the shoebox first and put your information in there. A shoebox went to a little boy in an orphanage whose parents had been murdered and he when he got the shoebox he threw it on the ground and he said don't want want parents and so the the volunteer went to him she opened the box she tried to encourage him and he kept saying don't want want Parents And all of a sudden his face lit up because in that shoebox was a picture of the couple who had packed the shoebox. And so she said to him, oh, should we write to him, them, because they had put their information in there. So uh, the child through the orphanage wrote to these parents people in the United States and that man was so excited he took the letter to church he took it to work he was just so proud he showed everybody they wrote back to that little boy and can you imagine this child in an orphanage see receiving a letter the story doesn't end in God's hands that shoebox became parents because they flew there and adopted that little boy. So that's why this is the message of Jesus Christ.
1: Elaine, thank you. She's one of our own here at Celebration, working with both these ministries, and you can get involved with either one of them, and uh, she'll tell you how to do that. The Heaths are here representing Haven Acres. Love having you guys in our church family. Share with us. Haven Acres.
6: Hi, we're Jason and Jennifer Heath. Uh, We represent Haven Acres. We're about 30 minutes southeast of here, uh, just southeast of Farmington, to give you somewhat of an idea where we are. we are a youth mentorship program, and we get to use horses. So you combine horses with kids, and it's usually a pretty good combination. But I know as mentor, I, you know, as a mentor, and we teach all our mentors one of their biggest responsibilities in a Christ-like way is to help kids overcome, overcome fear, overcome anxiety, um, overcome doubt, and watching these kids grow in their horsemanship skills, but then also grow in their relationship with God in combination is just an amazing thing. Quick story, and I'll give it over to Jennifer, is, is we've had a couple um, deaf brothers that, that I've had the privilege of working with about nine years now. And this summer, they asked me, hey, can you, can you really help us go deeper? And I was like... I taught you everything, I know, I know, Uh, but okay, you know, so I prayed a lot even before sessions started saying, God, help me to, to, to really deep, go deeper in, and I picked a couple challenging horses with these boys that they really had to, to learn to work with these horses, but every week, God downloaded a message to me. We started, we were doing the drill with the horses, and sometimes I was like, God, I got nothing. I got nothing. And then as we were working with the horse, God downloaded something to me. And it may have only been a, a two- or three-minute lesson, if you want to call it. But at the end of the summer, they were like, man, Jason, I mean, thank you so much for <laughs> growing us. Because they're Christians, but to 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 have someone say thank you for helping us go deeper—that's special, and I really appreciate that. So.
3: So there are lots of ways you can get involved, and quite a few of you are already involved, which well, actually, I see Bill right here down by the front. He helps with chores every week, once or twice a week, helps Love fix the, <laughs> fix our equipment and things like that. Um, and you know, several of you are mentors in our program, but we always are looking for more volunteers. The program generally runs in the summer for 12 weeks um and you could come just one day a week for a little 4-hour session and um impact the life of of two kids in the evening that you come but we also have photographers because we take pictures at se- sessions um and you know pastor Dan was speaking about everyone having a different gift and i am believing in faith that many of you have the gift of manure scooping and yeah and we need that gift um I know it does not feel like ministry maybe, or it doesn't look like ministry, but it is because we have 18 horses and some goats and chickens and cats and dogs. And in order to do great ministry with kids, we need to take really good care of the animals God's entrusted to us. Um, and so actually on that note, Jason and I um, have been called to adopt. We've already adopted one son from Columbia. And uh, we have been for 13 months in process of adopting a daughter um, who is 16 years old and was aging out of the program there. And we just got called last Wednesday that we are leaving this next Wednesday. So that gave us one week to... uh, arranged chores, chore help for all of our ranch and stuff for me being gone for about a month, probably. (laughs) Um, And Jason probably being gone for several weeks. So any of you who would like to help Holly, my assistant, to help, you know, with chores and things throughout the week or whatever while we're gone, you can come to the table and sign up. Um, But also we need prayer, like we really need prayer warriors, because none of this happens without prayer for safety, for wisdom, um, and all of that stuff. So thank you guys so much for supporting us all of these years. We really appreciate it
1: All of you who have had children are proficient in manure scooping <laughs> no, I shouldn't have said that But you, they can use you out there. All right, you're gonna come and share with us about Vineyard.
7: Hi, good uh, afternoon, good morning. I don't know. I'm sorry, we are, we, English is not very well. We come from uh, Bronzeville, La Viña, and we have the food distribution every Monday. Um, we start four to six. Um, okay. So we have, uh, this year, we are like uh, 1,400 pounds and it's around 350 families if um ah, let me pass to her
8: <laughs> i'm just her emotional support friend It's supposed to stay in the chair um uh english is uh, no, it's not our first uh, language but every week we receive uh, like about 300 family every monday and we distribute uh, food for that family, we pray for that families, and we need a lot of help. If you have time and you want to serve to the, our community, you are welcome to come. We start at 1:30. Um The volunteers start at 30, We start with the food at four, four to six. But um, if you have one hour, two hours, on Mondays, and you can come with us and help us, you are welcome. Um, we are three ministries, the Vineyard, La Viña, and Vine, Viña Brasileira. If you speak English, Spanish, or Portuguese, you are welcome uh, to help. And also, okay. let me read. <laughs> We really appreciate the support and the help that the church bring to us just um, these past years. And thank you for your attention. If you want more information, we are outside the table. Thank you.
7: And thank you for all volunteers. We can do this if, you want, if we do. And thank you for this church, Celebration
1: Church, and God bless you. Bye. Thank you. Don't you love that strong Norwegian accent? Ah, I love it. So good to be a partner with you guys. Sarah, Union Gospel Mission, we just got done doing grocery bags for you folks. You've been very busy the last couple weeks. Thank you for what you're doing. Share with us a little bit more.
9: Good morning. My name is Sarah, and I come from Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities. First off, thank you. Thank you for the hundreds of grocery bags that helped us deliver 11,500 meals to our community last Monday and Tuesday. Yes. We also, on Thanksgiving Day, we were able to provide... Um, Close to 1,200 meals, 200 to 250 meals here on site at our campus. And then we delivered 1,000 meals, full Thanksgiving meals, to 19 low-income high-rises in St. Paul. We could not do that without partners like Celebration Church, so thank you. Union Gospel Mission Twin Cities, our mission is to create Christ-centered pathways for all people experiencing homelessness, hunger, and addiction. We have programs for men, women, and children, those who are experiencing homelessness, those who are hungry, and those who face addiction. We say hope begins with a meal because truly it does. Once you fill that void in your stomach, you're able to hopefully listen and hear the good news of Christ and our wraparound services and a pathway to stable housing. We have a Naomi family program, which is in a temporary location right now, which helps serves women, women with children experiencing homelessness. And then we have our men's campus, which is more well known, where we can serve up to 367 men a night. And we currently are full. And we do have overflow right now. So please know that you may live down here in the Southern Metro. There are folks experiencing homelessness here as well. They are welcome to come up to the mission and come and get a hot meal, hear the good news of Christ, and find a place that they can call home. Ways in which you can get involved, very simply, is that we serve, volunteers serve our meals, three hot meals a day, 365 days a year, seven days a week. We never stop. And so if you that's some easy way in which you can get involved at the mission, you can come for a tour. I'd love to give you a tour. We always are thankful for our donors as well, as we're 97% funder, funded by individuals, congregations, community partners, and some small foundations. So if you want more information on the mission, I will be out back.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Such a practical practical ministry. People need to be fed. They need to be housed, need counsel. Now Metro Hope's coming, and you guys do a lot of those same things in probably some different ways, but we're so happy to be partnering with you. we got many people in the church here involved with Metro Hope. Share with us a little bit more.
10: Good morning. Hey, our name's up there now. <laughs> I'm Cami Orrin. I'm the president of Metro Hope Ministries. Metro Hope is a 97-year-old recovery program for men, women, and mothers and children that was birthed right in Minneapolis. We offer residential, completely Christ-centered programming. So there are three things that really set Metro Hope Apart, and there's more than that, but three big things. Um, First is we are 100% Christ-centered. We offer no secular programming. And that is because we know that Jesus holds the answer to every trouble we have in this life. The second thing is um, at our men's center, we have guest rooms. And what makes that so special is that when someone decides they want to let go of their addiction, The window is pretty small. If they can't get help right now, they will go back to their drugs and they could die. So what we do is we have these rooms that we do not wait for funding for. We are going to save that life. And so they can come in in as quick as an hour. Last year we had a man walk off the street. He was high. He said he was walking by and the spirit told him to come in so he came in and he came into our guest room it can be that fast so we know that god will take care of the funding down the road <clears throat> the third thing that is really special about metro hope is our uh, women and children's program so typically a mom has to let go of her kiddos to get help with her addiction but at metro hope moms bring their kids with her Um, 0 to 10 they can live on site full-time older kids can come in on weekends we have a children's learning center where the little ones go during the day while the older kids are in school when the moms are doing their programming one of the really sweet things about this uh, portion of our ministry is our moms they've been moms in their addiction and they don't know how to be strong moms So they are learning 24-7, parenting training going on with them through our staff. They're learning how to be really strong moms. We have excellent mothers and our kiddos are learning how to be kiddos. They're learning how to have fun and do art projects and laugh and dance and life is so sweet. We are excellent at reunification with active child protection cases. We have miracle after miracle where a state will say, you are no longer allowed to care for a child, but God says that is not true. And we see children be reunited with their moms time and time again. It is so incredible. So uh, I had crib notes on my hand, but I washed them off. Uh, (laughs) um, We have a couple of things going on we have a fernando ortega coming in to do a concert on december 15. you can find that on our website but we will have one of our graduate families sharing their stories he was at our men's center she and um, their son were at our women and children's center and all three of them will be sharing these kiddos have powerful stories and then we have a free pancake breakfast on saturday morning the 16th and everybody is welcome to come, and uh, we'll have some stories, and the breakfast is so good. And then every first Thursday of the month, we have graduation at our Men's Center. Everyone is welcome, and I just invite you all to come because it truly is an experience to come to Metro Hope because you encounter the Holy Spirit in such mighty ways. So, Thank you, Celebration Church. You make this amazing work possible. We could not raise up these incredible disciples of the Lord without you. And th- that relationship with Jesus makes us 100% successful. Thank you, and God bless you.
1: Uh, I lost you know, 40 pounds over the last couple of years, and. Pretty much all my clothing has gone to Metro Hope now. so It's not a bad way to uh, get rid of your closet stuff that you don't use anymore. Wendy, I saved the best for last. Why? I can't say that. That I don't save the best to last. I save one of the best for last. What you're doing with Seven Bells, Uh, you're part of our own church family here. So good to have you. Share with us what's happening with Seven Bells.
11: He told me to make sure and make a list because it's hard to know what I do. I don't even know most days. Um, I moved up here in 1999 to be a missionary to the addicted, um, the community that is my heart because I came from that severe addiction. And I was only free when someone prayed over me and I was delivered quickly and permanently 33 years ago so i have one passion and that is jesus christ so in 1999 i came up here to serve and i joined this church in the year 2000 so i've been a member of celebration for many years um what and then in um so i was working in faith-based treatment in many different roles in um i was a director i was in jails and prisons i have a lot of different giftings and i knew that i needed to be maximum benefit to the people i serve and god called me out of organized treatment work in 2000 i left in 2019 and tatiana hart joined me and we started seven bells to basically jump into all the gaps where there's no money and no one goes there because there's no money. And so we're just filling in all of the holes where people are dying because no one can, they're just, where they're dying. We're right out in the middle of it. So what we do on a regular basis, I get about 10 to 15 crisis calls a day, whether it's from the person or the one that they're, that's trying to help them, where I have to coach next steps, figure out how to get them out of where they are. Usually there's something pretty significant that's going on. A lot of times they're suicidal, or they don't know where they are. They're trying to locate them. Um, so I just help coach that to safety. Um, sometimes with a physical intervention, I will actually have to go and be present. I do chaplaincy visits to jails, hospitals, psych wards, et cetera. We have um, a large community meal every holiday at our Seven Bells House, which is right across the freeway behind um, Flea Farm. So we just invite everyone, we do not require, for anything we do there, we do not require them to be sober, we just require them to be respectful. So I tell them we won't make anyone leave for using, but you will leave if you're disrespectful. We are paying for Bible college, for prison inmates, correspondence school. We provide support for court hearings as needed. Many people are terrified of going to court for criminal cases, child custody, and I have quite a bit of history with both of those things, so I oftentimes will just go with so they'll go because they will go if someone's with them that isn't as terrified as they are. Um, Domestic violence is another one I get many calls about, and that ranges from just walking alongside someone and validating that what's happening is very um, abusive, giving them tools as they go, but if they need to be rescued, I will arrange that also, and then get them into the safe life post that, where many times they feel they just get dropped off. We have, someone just built, a new, underneath our deck in our Seven Bells house, there was an upstairs deck. They built us a wood shop, a completely enclosed wood shop with all of the equipment, so that many who are um, struggling to find purpose or passion, they, many of those in addiction and mental health are very creative and they wanna do things, but they have nowhere to do it. And so someone built us that wood shop, they're gonna help teach them, coach them, and build things or rebuild things. We also have an indoor large area now for jewelry making, stained glass, paper crafts, embroidery, we have an embroidery sewing machine, painting, leather craft, we've got many supplies, and now people who will help them make things. And then next to create an online store where they can actually sell through the store and bring in extra cash. We have an on-site prayer room where um, Tati is intercessory prayer, minimum of eight hours a day, usually more like 10. We do a lot of private inner healing work, and we do deliverance on in our Seven Bells house. We also were blessed to—we um, have been given office space inside Metro Hope Ministries, which was just up here, so that we could have safety in the city because we get a lot of calls from the city also, and— It's just an unsafe city, so they let us come underneath their cover, and we do prayer ministry and deliverance for them, but we also can do it for others under their care. We have a Seven Bells YouTube channel and a Facebook page that has been growing tremendously. We put out weekly messages, and those have been now, reaching around 35,000 to even 80,000 a week globally for watch views. We are participating in a large homeless event in less than two weeks in Minneapolis. We've been collecting cans of cold brew, Starbucks canned coffee, jars of peanut butter, beanie hats, Bibles. We're just gonna have a mass handout of the inner city homeless community and many other things, depending on the calls. So we do not charge anything. We don't charge anyone that we serve at all. We rely solely on the donations of the community. We're very local um, and we have a hard time with fundraising because we're too busy, it's just two of us. So um, we would welcome any help with anything that we do. And we're very, very grateful for our church. We're grateful for everyone who prays for us. We need that almost more than anything. So we wanna thank you. And if you ever need us, don't hesitate to call. I'm very gifted in crisis. That's why I really wanna stay in that area. We made little angel ornaments, magnets, of our information and things we need on the front. You can stop at our table right out here and take an ornament and we bless you. Thank you.
0: We hope that you learned something from this message and are able to apply it to your life. If you gave your life to Jesus for the first time or the 10th time, reach out to us on Facebook or email us at info@celebrationchurch.net. celebrationchurch.net. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week.